Well, okay. So, many months ago when I was in Los Angeles, or at least the valley, there was this crew of guys who would hang out outside of the, uh, shoot, I forgot I was going to make coffee. See, losing phones, the phone just dropped. There's this crew of guys that would hang out outside the back of the auto zone where my truck was marooned temporarily. And uh, they would get come back there, I guess, after their work, whatever the hell their work was. And they would get drunk, and I was there because I was living in the truck. So I went to visit my friend and try to manage this person's career who turned out to be a complete scam maybe one of those like fake internet people i'm not sure i mean she was a real person i really met her and she really was underwhelming and unimpressive and treated me like i was trash which is her mistake um but so that was sort of my purpose going out there secondly was to visit my friends uh, but it turned out that they were allergic. I had, you know, before I made the plans to go there, or after I made the plans to go there, I found a kitten at a gas station in Texas. And then it turned out by the time I got to Los Angeles with said kitten in the pickup truck, it turned out that my friends I was going to visit were allergic to cats, or at least one or maybe two of them was. So I couldn't stay with them, and before that even happened, the truck stopped working. Anyway, during the course of talking to these guys, there was one guy who was, like, really quiet, but he would say some sort of wise stuff, and another guy that kind of was my friend, but turned out to be kind of an asshole. And the one guy that was quiet one day was like, man, you need to have a podcast. Because I was telling him about this assistant I hired out there who was like the most beautiful woman in Los Angeles and happened to be my Lyft driver one day and, you know, was my assistant for a few days and then did what everyone does, which is, I don't know, just disappear into thin air, usually with a fair amount of money of mine. Not always, but it's, you know, sometimes as much as $7,000, 5000 in some cases. Uh, it's an interesting phenomenon. But anyway, he said I should have a podcast, and I thought about having one for various reasons plenty of times before that, but now I literally have more stories than I could ever tell in a million years. So, I found this app, and this is me recording it sitting in another car that won't work, also in California, and my first recording, I suppose. Oh, I thought it was over at three minutes, because the way the app is designed, there's a little bar. Well, I'm going to do, I do, I like numbers a lot, and numbers that mean a lot to me are derivations of the number 21. Um, see, I'm on like a side street, which is good, but I hate being in like people's neighborhoods with a dead car. It's almost as bad as being in a parking lot. It's sort of the, I'm also by a pretty large road, so it's kind of got all the, uh, and I'm getting a phone call. That's wonderful. And phone call from a phone that I haven't had activated in. Oh, it's from T-Mobile. And you know why that is? It's because T-Mobile gave me a phone for free when I hadn't even paid my bill because they're so inept at doing things. I thought, I asked them while I was in the store, did the auto pay go through? Because I got this 
Jesus, now someone's asking me about the phone I'm currently recording the podcast on, whether I have more of them to sell, because I put, I want to try and sell these phones that I have, I currently have nine phones, let's see if that's right, one, two, three, four, five, two more in the bag, one more in the club compartment, I have eight phones, one of them is my original phone from New Jersey, that one is cracked to hell, and hasn't worked in a long time because I've had to, because when I moved it, oh Jesus, there's no way to make this story brief, um, that's the, that's the, my favorite one, that's the easiest one to use, although when I first got it, I absolutely hated it, well now I've actually poured myself some coffee, um, it's an instant coffee with some water, that I believe I got the water at the dollar store, and the instant coffee is from well long ago. I'm not sure. Oh, the instant coffee is from when I stayed at this wonderful place that had chickens in the back. And uh, I became friends with the woman who sort of was the caretaker of this place. This is like a couple weeks ago. It's hard to keep track of time when you spend most of your time wondering if your car that you only bought for two specific purposes, neither of which happened, and a third purpose, which was to bring a kitten somewhere because it's very difficult to bring kittens places they're not allowed in places this particular in fact kitten when she was still probably less than a month old and sleeping inside of a box that was locked was threatened with violence towards her by an old man who could barely stand up because he's so ridden with gout, I assume, or just old, who owned a uh, clothing-optional camping resort in Texas. And he, well, he threatened me plenty, but he also at some point said, where is that animal? And started stomping towards the kitten, at which, fortunately, for you all would not be hearing my voice right now, unless it was some kind of prison special, Fortunately, I think maybe his knee gave out. I don't remember exactly what happened because he was throwing me out of the resort at the time. Although I had just given him $700 for a year membership, which he refused to give back to me and then threatened to call the police on me. This is not surprising to me at all because an old man in that scenario, I mean, this place was a dump. It was full of racists. I literally only went there because it was a Friday night. I had to wait until, I think, Monday to find out if I got the lease at this place that they'd offered me a lease. Somehow I'm getting texts on the iPhone. So anyway, out of the eight phones, only two of them actually function as a phone. One is this uh, phone from Texas, but it's not a Texas number. I got it in Texas. Actually, it was given to me in Texas by the people. Um... That one functions, but it's like a month to month, and I think it expires in three days. I mean, all coffee is good, but making coffee with cold water, instant coffee, it's in a Del Monte pineapple chunks can that I definitely got from the dollar store. His pineapples are awesome. And fruit is very important. Um, I'm looking at a damn lemon tree right now, which reminds me of that Simpsons episode. Yeah, so that phone works. That phone is a flip phone, 
It takes pictures and it sends messages and calls, but it's very difficult to use. It does not have predictive text, so you got to type every word out yourself, which I you know I probably could have done at some point quite fine, but nowadays is hard. And it's got a lot of flubs on it. Plus, it's a number that is completely unrecognizable to anyone. I'm pretty sure even the people who are from where the number is from. It's just not a number that area code that anyone recognizes. Um, but because of those things, I use it for very few things. And in fact, I wasn't even using it for a while. It was given to me after someone else was done using it. See, so it's like every time a car pulls up, I'm like, is this the person that's going to think this person's a cop, drug dealer, criminal, some kind, sexual predator, you know. I mean, it's weird when you, like, commit no crimes, but yet people are constantly treating you like there's something wrong with you. And have been for a really, really long time. It's a very strange reaction that people get from being around me. I mean, I tend to have great conversations with people, have people say things like, you're the most amazing person I've ever met, uh, you know, let's hang out. I mean... <laughs> Just recently, I went to this museum around here. Cool museum, totally random. You'd never expect it in this strange, suburban, kind of dumpy place. There was a girl working there, you know, moderately attractive, you know, relatively basic, but passionate about art, you know, young and energetic, and, you know, like a person that you could spend some time with and who's from the area, so... Afterwards, I was, like, at this Airbnb that turned out to be a utter catastrophe in terms of Airbnb, not, in, like, worldwide volcano terms. So I, like, was really proud of myself because I sucked up all the insecurity I have, thinking everyone hates me, like, they usually act like they do, and all this stuff. And I actually called her on the phone at the museum and said, I want someone to show me around, and I want it to be you, basically. How the hell did I open this ginger? And she said yes. And then we had plans. She even looked up my phone, caller ID, you know, and like texted me back and said, hey, I'm off tomorrow. So we have the whole day we could hang out. And I was like, hot dog. I mean, like, you know, granted, sexual contact is pot nice. I mean, any human contact would be nice. Um, but like having sex with a woman would be amazing, you know, and I'm glad most of the time that you end up not doing that because it causes so many fucking problems with people. But like, I mean, she went out of her way to be like, I have the entire day. We made a plan. I said, here's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be at this Starbucks sitting outside at this time. This is what I'm wearing. Why did I do this? Because I'm trying to be difficult. No. Because I was trying to make things as simple as possible and not require the use of phones. And somehow, because I did that on my flip phone that I have on Verizon, had on Verizon, I don't look at that phone a lot because I don't use it very much because it doesn't fucking do anything. That one you can't even send pictures on. So all it does is talk in text. So I told her exactly where to be, exactly where to find me, exactly what to look for. She said should be late. And then, uh, you know... Okay, great. So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Now I'm not looking at the phone, again, because I have seven phones. I fucking have a mother that I care very deeply about, siblings, you know, just because I don't see or talk to my friends as much as I would like to, 
does not mean that I want to ignore them and pretend they don't exist. Where the fuck did that? There we go. So I'm following things on Facebook. I'm posting on Instagram. I also run a business. I'm trying to start a business. I also just lost my cat. I have a zillion things going on, right? This is what people, this is a problem with people, is they have this idea that they're supposed to be so important that everything else gets dropped for them. I made it so easy for this person. And, like, she was the one that went out of her way to say, I have the whole day off. I looked up your phone number. Like, she, okay, great. Then what happens? I finally look at the phone when it's, like, after, well after when she was supposed to be there. And there's all these messages. I'm at the Starbucks. Where are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, I'm leaving. And after that, it just went straight to hell. I'm like, dude, we were literally sitting 20 feet away. I didn't see anyone come outside and look for a person who was sitting there. Were you at the wrong Starbucks? What happened? Okay, so no big deal though, right? It was a mistake. Okay, fine. So I'm like writing her back. Hey, I mean, it's okay. Now the, here's the here's where here's where people get here's where people go wrong in these scenarios, and where I make the have learned how to handle this situation, but it hurts because it never works out in the, in the simple way that you want it to. So instead of saying, "Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's my fault." Woe is me, I'm an asshole, I should have known that you were going to ignore every single thing I said and make look for a way for it to not work out. I just said, you know, look, it was a mistake, we didn't get to meet up, let's do it again. And somehow within two days, I can't even get a response. First it was like, I'll be at the museum, if you if you want to come by the museum, I'll work. I'm like, I don't have time to be at museums. Like, it was cool to go into a museum, but I'm making art that should be in every museum right now. I mean, I'm possessed by the ability to make this art that is so insane, I literally cannot do anything functional, because all I want to do is make art, and tell this story that I'm writing that Slash is being communicated by the art. So, like, I'm inspired by seeing cool art, but 99% of the time I see art and I'm like, okay, great, I can see this person spent a lot of money, went to art school, has a studio, all the standard issue shit. And meanwhile, I'm literally making art in nothing, in cars, in houses without power and hot water, on, on the side of the road. That is, to me at least, and to some other people, which is all that matters if you're an artist, you know? Fucking Casey O'Neill and, and Laura Brooker Manning, you know, no one said, make a funeral podcast. Or maybe someone did, but they did it because they cared enough about it to do it. So I really care about this art, and it's also really tremendously awesome looking, and means a lot. And has a whole story behind it, a whole concept behind it, is completely unique in the way that it's done. All this shit. And this person expects me to come back to her job. Two days after she was willing to spend an entire day with me, and go out of the way to find out how to get in touch with me, and make it clear that she was available to spend that entire day together. And this is a common, this is a very common pattern of behavior from people. Now, you know, the only, you know, you look at that situation as I have to do and say, well, she did not take any of my money. I spent a few hours at the museum, a couple, maybe an hour at the museum. A bunch of texts went back and forth, some heartbreak, frustration, loneliness continuing, yada, yada, yada. But she did not take any money, actual money from me. So this puts her in a class above many, many, many other people. Now, almost entirely women, although I will say 
you know, this guy has gotten now $300 for a car to help me fix the car. I still haven't even put the damn alternator in, but now I'm getting off track. This was just going to be an introduction to the podcast. I don't have a name for the podcast. Right now I'm just angry that this old bastard, Christopher Lloyd looking motherfucker, is driving around in the BMW convertible. And if you can tell me that he spent one year of his life doing anything as noble as 90% of the people I know and respect to earn that BMW, you'd be goddamn wrong. And if you think that it's delusional to want for a world in which people do good things, or even forget about good, since good is a concept that's defined by whatever your particular morality and religion is. Imagine a world in which the point of existence was not to be afraid and purchase things all the time, but to be functional and forget about good or even kind. How about just functional, effective, and logical? I believe that logic is a universal concept, i.e. you need a specific screw to go into a specific hole. You, or that common sense, right? You know, practicality. Two plus two equals four. There are universal facts. Like, I cannot pee into this gas tank and make the car work. The gas is not the problem. I cannot use a leaf to connect, you know, the battery to the alternator, right? None of those things will work. Like, what about a world in which the point of the existence of the world is functionality and efficiency? Not as sloppy, disorganized, convoluted, and nonsensical as possible because the basis of our entire society is... I don't think this is an oversimplification because I've thought a lot about this and I've sat... Now, in this particular iteration of this experience, I've spent majority of the last eight weeks with no home and a car that doesn't move. In and out of the car. In and out of the car. Moving stuff. Walking seven miles with the stuff. The next day walking seven miles with the stuff. The next day walking seven miles with the stuff. Two days later, leaving with all the stuff. Going right back to the car. You know, a zillion different scenarios in which I'm just moving stuff back and forth from this car. While trying to operate eight phones. Pay bills. Start this company with a person who's the number one offender because I spent, I dedicated my entire future and, fi- and final bit of financial stability to this individual, invested months of time and money in them, training, passwords, personal information, all of this shit to the tune of about seven grand and literally spoiling them rotten and hearing nothing but promises. And the moment that I got to the state in which that person lives where we were going to start the business together and the moon, sun, and stars was going to be mine because they live there and all this shit, they said, I'm not doing it anymore without offering to return any of the money or apologize or say, here's the passwords for all the accounts or say anything in any way. You know, a day after my kitten has escaped into the desert, gone seven months old the only thing I could possibly say was unquestionably positive although a humongous pain in my ass from this entire experience is this kitten she's gone into the desert I have no idea where she is or how to find her or whether she's alive 
And this person's response, who I'd been allegedly friends with for months, not to mention fuck the friends, she had $7,000 of my money, and when her elderly cat died, I got my friend to paint that cat a portrait in memoriam for fucking free. But it wasn't for free. It was for me working for that other person. So I, her boss committed my time and manual labor to get her a free portrait commemorating her elderly, destined to die at any moment cat. And my kitten runs off into the desert and I, she didn't say a single fucking word about, I'm sorry that you lost the only thing that matters to you in the entire world that isn't your mother. Now that's the other extreme of this museum girl scenario. Well, I promise the podcast will be about many more things than just being fucked over by women for money. That is a tired, stupid concept, and I love women more than any could possibly explain. And many women, I mean, until, I'd say, the last couple years, I have enjoyed a lot of relationships with women in which they gave me a lot of money. Or at least I didn't pay for everything, and I've never been much of a fancy pants... I'm going to spoil you until I, you know, started getting older and realizing I don't want that traditional relationship where I sponsor someone with emotions and finances and love and time for many years only to get completely fucked over. Boy, this is like just me whining about getting fucked over by women. How horrible. Okay, well, good. We've gone through the gauntlet, trial by fire, and... Perhaps if you can imagine that there's something more to this person that you're listening to, well, I don't even know where this is going, this podcast recording is going, it's probably just be another audio recording, but I also love plants and animals and music, you know, art, I mentioned the art, Uh, I'm really good at figuring a lot of things out. But I would like to relax at some point and stop peeing in various containers in a car. But right now I have to pee, and I don't have anywhere to pee that isn't the Denny's that I already went to today, or some other fucking place I have to pretend to buy something in or scam some fashion. Actually, I do need to go to the supermarket anyway. But it's hard to think when you have to pee. So I think I'm going to pee first. I figured out a pretty great solution for the peeing. I'm going to save that for the advanced tips, because, you know, I'm an advanced motherfucker right now when it comes to the survival, but that doesn't make anyone any money, and I have a business that could make millions of dollars that is not based around peeing in this Coca-Cola cup in a car. See you later.